case you're just joining us, this is Aspire with Osha, Art, Nature, Humanity. And I am here with the quite amazing Jill Badonsky. Uh, she's a creativity coach, a Kaizen creativity coach, an artist, a painter, an illustrator, a performer, a poet, a yoga teacher, and a workshop leader. I, I can't even... I'm sorry, there are too many things to even uh, mention. Yeah, it makes me tired hearing all of them. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make me tired. I just, I'm thinking fun. Each one of them is fun. They're they're all fun. They're all a corporate dropout and just kind of reinventing myself after the corporate world. (laughs) So we were talking about, uh, we were talking about the prompts that you give, the newsletter, um, the Muses in newsletter that people can sign up for and some of the ways that you can kind of get beyond any creative blocks. And one of those is you have your book, uh, the nine modern day muses. Do you want to show it? Oh, I don't have that one. I have the other two. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll show it. I don't know okay. if it'll come out front or backwards. Oh, it's, it's frontwards over here. Oh, good. So, it's really wonderful. There's another book that I haven't even talked about yet called The Almanac. Yes. Show us your, your almanac. Here's my almanac. <laughs> this is this is a big one. It's a takeoff on the old farmer's almanac, but it's yeah. it's an almanac, a daily dose of wonder, and it's fashioned after the almanac. It has a daily kind of soul vitamin, which is a quote. It's got daily prompts and it has journal juju, something for the journal. It has a dose of mirth every day. It's got anti-aging potions in it. Um, My next podcast is going to be kind of a daily dose of wonder from this. And I am writing another version of the Almanac, an updated version. So there'll be the um the return of the almanac it's it's one of my favorite things so it's it's full of creative prompts and inspiration and and humor so that's what that one is so yeah. you can just open it on any day of the year and it's good over and over right yeah in fact i'll open it for yeah. november what is it the 10th 10th yeah the 10th. yeah and this daily soul vitamin is we all dream a lot. Some are lucky, some are not. But if you think it, want it, dream it, then it's real. You are what you feel. And that's Tim Rice. And it's it's a quote up there because it's his birthday today. He's a lyricist, radio presenter, television game show host, panelist, author. Today, um, in 1969, Sesame Street premiered. Mm. So... The prompts are usually related to what's happened that day, or there's one of the prompts today is is to start with the sentence, when you're inside the bubble, and to keep going with that. The journal juju is to renew your passions daily, review your passions by bringing back a passionate memory and imagine your body reliving it. And then take something you've written, including a journal entry, and revise it just for the fun of it. 
by making it a specific piece, a how-to, a memory, a description, a news report. So there's just fun, there's little kind of illustrations every day. Um, so, and it, yeah, like you said, this came out a while ago, but people write me all the time and tell me they use it annually uh, to go through it because each time you go through it, you find something different or you do something different as part of that. So if you want to just just get a little dose of inspiration, uh, you can just open open this book. It doesn't even have to be on the day that it is. It could be on any day, really. That is, that's true. And it'll give you just fun little playful things that you can do that will stimulate your creativity and also your sense of humor, I would say, and your sense of fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And plus you've got some great, great quotes in there. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Quotes really seem to really quotes. inspire people and shift mm-hmm. them out of a bad place sometimes into a better place. And of course, there's the artwork is in there as well. Yeah. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, I know you did, you took a, was it a rap dance? What was the class you took? There was a hip hop. <laughs> hip hop class you took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the hip hop class. Cause you did a very fun, like a YouTube, I think of the dance and your whole, a whole. Yeah. It was kind of like a Ted talk. It was called, uh, it's called ignite San Diego. So it was a, like a stage, like a Ted talk, but the, the story was, you know, over 50, I decided to take a hip hop class, but was really intimidated by it you know my expectations were twirling around on the floor and and I ended up talking myself into going and I'm tall and five foot nine and everybody else in the class was not taller than five foot six so when I looked in the mirror I looked like this giraffe kind of sticking out of the herd and the teacher got a kick out of me because my background is in ballet so I'm looking in the mirror, I'm smiling, and, and she just began to pick on me every class I went to, which was, of course, when that happens, you have you have fodder for writing. <laughs> she, I'd be smiling. She goes, there, there ain't no smiling in hip hop. <laughs> oh. so, so I'd stop smiling and, you know, <laughs> kind of look like Marsha Brady on PMS. And then we started doing some move where you're kind of going around in the circle and I'm pointing my toe instead of doing the hip hop slide. And she comes up and gets right in my face and she goes, there ain't no ballerinas in hip hop. And (laughs) so that was, (laughs) that threw me off and I'm trying to do what everybody else is doing. And, and I noticed that my big girl underwear is sticking out of my, (laughs) and I didn't want to fix it because that would look so uncool. So um, there, I'm just like the, the whole theme of the thing was feeling like you're in the wrong place, like you don't belong and yet doing it anyway, because what did happen is after a while, it would, what happened is getting into that flow we were talking about earlier, just getting into the repetition of the movement and not even caring if I was doing it right. Cause I was having so much fun and, and then realizing that, this this whole profane dance and 
anger was just such a release of all the times I didn't fit in and began to fit in. And um, at the end, just feeling like, you know, going up to the instructor and saying, you ain't telling me that I'm not belonging in hip hop and, and deciding to stay. And it's one of the the most powerful things we can do when we're not feeling like we belong or not feeling like things are going right is just to decide, decide mm-hmm. to do something differently. Um, and like the end of the class, kind of doing this hip hop move like that. And she says, this ain't I dream a genie. <laughs> But yeah, the the talk is you can look it up. It's it's there ain't no ballerinas in hip hop is and it's it's out there on YouTube. (laughs) I'm gonna write that down right now. I saw. I did see. I did see that, and it was just hilarious. The The other thing you may not know about Jill Badonsky is that she she's hilarious when she wants to be, and, uh, and you do performing. You do all kinds of performance pieces that are very funny, that you make up. Um, and I don't know, do people can say they see them on YouTube or? There, there's a couple of them on, live. on YouTube. Um, yeah. There's there's one about being a flight attendant that's worth looking up. I don't know if you keep links in your your show notes or anything, but I can send you some links. And yeah, they're they're on a lot of them are on my YouTube channel. There's one called How to Be a Poet. A lot of the humor comes out in my writing and my blog, and that's on my my website as well. So and it's, it's in all my books too. I can't. I can't seem to write without being irreverent. <laughs> so that comes out. Oh, irreverence! <laughs> that's that's the key to survival, isn't it? I think so. I think you know one of one of my survival mechanisms is humor. Is it's all? I have ADHD, and one of the things I'm writing is is a memoir about all of these funny things like that hip hop. Um, episode and, and things that happened that didn't seem funny at the time, but later when you look at them and you you process them and you frame them, there you're able to laugh at them. And I think that's one of the most important things we can do in life: is, mm-hmm. is laugh at ourselves and try new things. Right? Try new mm-hmm. things. I mean, I just I just started a a tap dance class. I had only taken one tap dance class in my life, and it was. I won't say how many decades ago, but it's, and I hadn't, didn't remember anything. And oh my God, it's the most fun you can have on two feet. I love tap dancing too. Yeah. There's some great YouTubes that you can learn. If I have a wood floor, so I do a lot of tap dancing in my house, although it does scare the cats. Yeah. yeah. But you get to, you get to dance and play drums at the same time. Yeah. Basically with your feet, right? Yeah, exactly. As percussion people like that. So yeah. It's a great outlet for if you like to drum and dance at the same time. You know, I was thinking it would sure be fun for, for maybe people to consider, just consider 
instead of watching TV some night, maybe you watch some of Jill's uh, YouTubes. Maybe you get um, the Nine Modern Day Muses or the Almanac. And maybe you just play together instead of going online and having content delivered to you. Maybe you create the content just by playing and having fun. I mean, uh, it's like charades or some other game, but only better and more fun. And, and you never know what's going to happen. Right. And I I think once you feel the reward of that and Mm -hmm. lower your expectations without thinking you're going to do it wrong, I think that'll continue to draw people back to it over and over again. If, if I do allow myself to watch TV, I'll be doodling at the same time. So, and, and sometimes that's helpful because one part of your brain is, is occupied with something else and it takes you out of being so careful and, and puts you into another state that helps your doodling a little or drawing or, or whatever it is you want to do. But yeah, I think even if it's, for me, you know, there there is the relaxation in, in watching TV and stuff. So I promise myself five minutes before I do any of that, I'm going to do a little, write a little ditty or or do some, some drawing. And, and what happens is because the expectation is so small, I get the resistance is gone, but I get involved in it and it's much longer than five minutes and sometimes... It takes place of TV or social media at all. So just allowing just really small step of five mm-hmm. minutes, 30 seconds of doing something creative before you get into, you know, the passive things that we, we get into doing or the toxic things because social media can be really toxic and, and, you know, we hear it all the time that, a lot of people get depressed by seeing what's out there so much and comparing themselves to it. It's that comparing yourself to somebody else. And if you're looking online, you know, it's social media or whatever, you're going to see somebody who is younger than you and better looking than you and who's got a whole polished thing going on. And it's not your voice. It's their voice. So you can't compare yourselves to them, really. So let's talk about finding your own voice, celebrating that. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what you do when you, you know, at first you start out like the great masters, like the great writers imitating other people. You find people you like, your favorite authors, your favorite art, artists. And even if you try to remulate them, you're own voice is going to start to come into it anyway. And then you do takeoffs on your takeoffs and takeoffs on those takeoffs. And it begins to evolve into your own voice, but you allow yourself a starting place. I think one of my favorite books is Austin Kleon's Steal Like an Artist, because it talks about, you know, there are starting places where you begin with somebody else's work giving them credit where it's due, but you also use it just to begin to evolve your own work. And I I think, you know, one of the exercises I use to help people find their own voice is to make a list of people who inspire you. And then from that list, list out the qualities you like from them. You know, it's like, 
I like Kurt Vonnegut. I like Christopher Moore. Um, I like them because they're absurd and they have humor. One of my voices is absurd and humorous. So I can claim that by using them as a mirror because we are drawn to those types of artists and authors and people who are reflecting us back to us. So being able to embrace their qualities will empower us to develop those qualities more, but in our own way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the more that you do, the more that you play and create and doodle and just make stuff up and doesn't have to be perfect. It's just whatever, whatever comes out and whatever that is lead you to the next, to the next, to the next, right? Mm-hmm. The more that we can do that, the more you we find our voices. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Jill. I mean, what a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. It was fun talking to you. Yeah. I'm and laughing you again. <laughs> I'm just like smiling from the inside oh, all the good. way out. All Me right. Too. To my listeners, have an inspired week and live your joy. See you next time.